0: I am Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose Podcast. Say that five times fast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk today really about how to create the space mm-hmm. to. Create success in your life to create yes. you know, the living that you want to do. And We're
1: concentrating on the doing in this one. <laughs> yes,
0: and at the messageofyou dot um, com, uh, our online workshop. Mm-hmm. So we give everybody all the information. Right mm-hmm. here's how to make a living. Writing a speech. Here's how to find your message. Okay, Mm -hmm. you'll find your message in this module, and then this is you're going to write your speech, and now this is how you add humor to it, and this is how you market it. Okay, follow this. Now, there are the people who do, and (laughs) I could name a lot of them off, and they're out there uh, making. You know now five to ten thousand dollars a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing about ten of them a year, mm-hmm. and and they're coming to the Judy Jams. And they're doing their stuff, and then they're the people who've been in it for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what's your message? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's con- they use a lot of this. It's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. It's confusing yet the same information. So the the information's consistent, yes. right? That we give everybody's
1: out. getting the same training. Yep.
0: Some people take it and become wildly successful, mm-hmm. and some people remain stuck in confusion, scratching their head. And then, of course, there's there's people who drop out. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out here what what is the difference. And I think the difference is with the people who actually, and I think of one, I'll name her, Dr. Lynette Charity, mm-hmm. right? And she was confused in everything because yep. she's a doctor. And you know what she said to me? <laughs> she said to me, you know, becoming a doctor isn't easy. Mm-hmm. You have to take these courses um, and then you got to do your residency mm-hmm. and, you know, boom, you're a doctor. Um, but if you do everything you're told to do, you become a doctor. Mm-hmm. In the creative field, I've done this, I've done this. How come I haven't become yeah. that? A plus that B doesn't it,
1: equal C. does yeah.
0: So it's very hard for left-brained people. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing that left-brained people have is this work ethic. Yes. And she, as somebody who's become a doctor and you have to learn a lot of complicated things, mm-hmm. um, you actually organize your entire life and your entire family because she also is a mother and Mm -hmm. everything um, to sustain that goal
1: exactly
0: right i mean a lot of people give up a lot um, when they have a goal Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to be a doctor they have to move a very uh for a large amount of time her and her husband lived in different cities Mm -hmm. so they can both you know pursue their careers so a lot of people will not rearrange one aspect of their life mm-hmm. to complete one simple homework.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's, I always, it's, it's a defining factor of successful creatives is how they make up the space of which they're going to do their stuff. I, you know, the, the, the whole thing about uh, motivation and self-help, how many people have 40 self-help books that they bought from Barnes & Noble that they haven't opened or read one of them? You know, right. how many people have bought 25 books on screenwriting and seven different types of software and then a special laptop that they're going to do that writing on and they don't have a minute in the day to sit and actually write? Tools are easy to get. You know, information, information, all that stuff is super easy to get. And there's they're sinister because there's this little thought inside most people's head is, well, I bought the book, so I'm that much closer or I took the class or I signed up for the class or I paid the money. So I accomplished what I needed to accomplish in my art today. So now I can, you know, now I'm good. They feel that that transactional attitude of stuff when it comes to their art qualifies them as being a creative.
0: I know, I just did a workshop in New York, a mm-hmm. comedy workshop. I hadn't done one for a long time. And it was a one-day workshop and I gave people a lot of tools and of course afterwards I go, "Oh, I don't you know, don't know if everybody got it." Mm-hmm. You know what? Anyway, a woman sends me a videotape of her performing in a comedy club. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this tape. I'm going. This is great material. Mm-hmm. This is really good. And she said, "I wrote it all in your workshop." Oh, okay. So she 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 followed you know my advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she created um, and it was it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was about her having cancer. It was even on a difficult subject. Yeah. So. My thing to her was this could be a good career. Someone who's had cancer can be really funny about it. Mm -hmm. And there would be a lot of openings for you to be a humorist. There's so many cancer benefits, Mm -hmm. uh, healthcare gigs, all that stuff. And um, she's doing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's got herself booked to some hell. And now she's making money. This is one month after the workshop. Yeah. Right. Put
1: in the time. Yep.
0: So what is it that she's doing that other people aren't doing?
1: Well, I can tell you one thing she's doing. If she showed up to that workshop and did the work in the room, she showed up to that workshop with intention. She showed up to say, I am here to do this work and I'm going to do it while I'm here. How many people show up to workshops and conferences and go, all right, well, you know, I spent the money. I might as well show up. And they sit there and then they pull out their phone and they're like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook while the presenter is talking or while they're giving information or they're saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to take a bunch of notes. Then I'm going to take them home and put them in a desk drawer and I'm never going to open up that okay, drawer Okay, So there's it-
0: a disconnect mm-hmm. between, okay, I know how to do something and doing it. Yeah.
1: Well- One of the things that I always see, especially like it's the Starbucks screenwriters who I always go to. I compare the Starbucks (laughs) screenwriter to the uh, to the to the young kid's closet. So so the young kid's closet when the kid is coming up and you open up the closet, what's in there? The hockey sticks are in there and the karate uniform is in there and the soccer uniform is in there and the cleats are in there and the cheerleading outfit is in there and the, the other. Th- there's just a pile of activities that were started because they thought it might be interesting and then they got bored after six months because it didn't really connect with them and that kind of stuff. And that closet just gets more and more filled with more stuff because they just keep jumping from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other. We kind of drop that stuff when we get a little bit older or some people don't some people continue that pattern where they just jump from one thing to another oh this book will help me i'll buy that i'm not going to read it but then i'll buy this book and then i'll buy this the starbucks screenwriter is okay I can't work unless I'm at a Starbucks. So let's find the Starbucks. Okay, there we go. And I need people to see me writing. Otherwise, I'm not going to be writing. So they have to open up the computer, make sure there's a lot of people in the Starbucks, and then they'll start writing. And now, okay, now I have an audience to watch me do the work that I should be able to do anywhere, but I have to be in Starbucks A. I have to have it open, and there has to be people around. Okay, now it's time to write. They have rewritten the same page 70 times because... (laughs) All of the factors that they set up in order to do the work are outside of themselves. Every successful writer I know, like I just, uh, I listened to The Salmon of Doubt, which is a book by uh, uh, Terry Pratchett. And it's about his writing and his life and that kind of stuff. And his whole thing is about The real writers, the real people who are out there creating, it doesn't matter. They don't need that special pen. They don't need that special setup. They have created the space within their life to always be able to do their creative work. Stephen King has all of it. You know, he has his writing desk and his room and his thing. But he's also committed to the time at this time every day in that calendar i go into that pe- into that physical space using the time space i've given myself to execute the things i'm supposed to be doing in my creative world. so
0: we're defining space as location and time
1: well it can be it can be it can be both of those things it can be one or either of those well, things well the time is the most important the time is the most important and and, and you know one universal thing I've seen with most successful business, almost and actually wrong, all successful business owners, they live their life by a calendar. They don't live their life by, they wake up and check their email and say, this is what I'm doing today. They lay out, they've put blocks of time aside. Oh, at noon until four, I am writing.
0: You know, I I, I am doing that now. And mm-hmm. I was influenced, or something called it now, and it's going to be in my new book, The Comedy Bible, mm-hmm. is... Um, the Seinfeld method. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that a couple times. Oh,
0: that's yeah. right. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually, and I don't know why it took me so long to do this, but now I've gotten two analog cam- calendars, mm-hmm. meaning the actual paper calendars. Yep. And I had to pay for the whole, all the months, even though I'm starting in June. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm just saying that's my commitment to it. Uh, Amazon has it for uh, two for $5. There so you go. <laughs> I have one for my dieting. mm mm-hmm. And I'm going to ha- have one for my writing, mm-hmm. okay? So I'm putting them up in the bathroom where I see them every morning, mm-hmm. okay? With a pen next to them dangling down, yes. right? And every day that I accomplish what I want to accomplish, I put an X. And mm-hmm. so it's going to create this a visual of a chain, mm-hmm. right? X, 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 X. X all the way across on the calendar and both of them so it's going to be tracking what i eat Mm. and it's going to be tracking what i write
1: okay okay
0: so that's that's what i'm doing and um because and it's going to be in my bathroom so when i go in the morning to the bathroom i will see those calendars it's possible eye level i'm just making it really obvious yes okay so that's one um the second thing is that um I have everything in my calendar has to do with other people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, get paid to help someone write a speech. I'm going to get paid to help someone write some jokes, whatever it is. Um, I have a meeting here with my doctor. I've taken my doctor to the vet. Mm-hmm. So my calendar is all of that. And I realize it now doesn't have write my book because I was trying uh-huh. to fit write my book in when I'm not doing anything else.
1: Ah, okay.
0: So now um i put and then i started to put in my calendar but then i deleted it
1: because mm-hmm. i
0: did you know and i realized uh, you're writing a book you're not writing a book mm-hmm. you're writing material you're not writing material you're you know you're writing a your one person show or you're not writing your one person show mm-hmm. what is it yep. let's get honest so yes. so now um i put it i'm putting in my calendar now this has worked for. Two days, mm-hmm. two days.
1: And I feel so much better. Yeah, well, so there's two things in there that I want to point out. Number one, you d- a lot of people do the leverage part, but they leave out the space. So most people end. So most people. What is the leverage part? Okay, name? so the leverage means you've put leverage against yourself because you've put up these calendars. You've physically taken an action to put up these calendars and to come up with a system of how you're going to monitor, track and reference what it is that you're doing. But that's only one part of the equation. And that's
0: what you're talking about, the paraphernalia. That's yeah, the Starbucks
1: all stuff. All okay. that all that stuff. So that's one part of the system. And that's usually where most people stop. They go, I got all this stuff. OK, back to normal life. And then after day four, they go, oh, I can't do it. Oh, well, oh I forgot. Oh, uh, oh, these calendars are ugly. Let me tear them down. You know, they, they, they've created the leverage, but they haven't created the space to do the work. That's the second part of the equation. In order for the leverage to work, you have to have the part in your calendar where you say, okay, I am going to write every day and I'm going to write in this space of 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. or right when I wake up or whatever it is. Is it, is it
0: also, I find, I find now one thing I've been very, very successful at mm-hmm. is um, I go to a meetup. In Marina Del Rey, um, every Saturday from nine thirty mm-hmm. to one p.m. Yep, and I rarely miss it. And what it is is, it's not a class. You go over to someone's house, and I have a perfectly fine house to yep. write in, right? Mm-hmm. But you go over to someone's house and you sit and write for three hours. Mm-hmm. Then everybody goes around and reads five minutes. Nobody comments. Mm-hmm. They just all applaud and then you leave. Yep. And that's it's not even very social. It's yep. just but I have found that I am there, I'm away from all distractions, mm-hmm. everybody's writing, and I just write. Yeah. And and it's it's just been very, very successful. Yep. And because it's a specific place that's just for that
1: yeah talk about an assignment of space it's a scheduled time in a scheduled location to do a scheduled activity
0: and i have to um rsvp oh yeah okay so That's okay even so so the meetup is and i just rsvp um when i'm home there's so many distractions you know i i've written how many books one two three <laughs> four five books now um and i know my first Most of my books have been written in hotel lobbies. Okay. And that's very beneficial, too, because you usually in a hotel lobby, if you're not a guest, you have to pay for Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Which is too cheap to do that. (laughs) So there's no distractions of, oh, I got to do all my email and all of that. And I like being Mm -hmm. um, semi-distracted with people walking by because thing about writing is that i find it lonely and isolating mm-hmm. so i like to be among people yeah and it has a this hotel i go to it has a beautiful view of the ocean
1: mm-hmm.
0: um hotel del mar in santa oh, monica yeah. oh it's gorgeous over there and it's got you go in their lobby it's huge and it's got like maybe 12 different couches mm-hmm. like so you're in someone else's living room <laughs> but you're away from Oh, my cat wants to be pet. My dog wants to be walked. Mm -hmm. My, you know, there's stuff. Let me look what's in the refrigerator. I mean, you can order cappuccinos and what have you. But it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. And then to put in your calendar, oh, okay, I'm going to have breakfast at this hotel by myself in the lobby. Now, I have brought friends to write with. Mm -hmm. I don't find that's as successful because mm-hmm. you end up chatting yeah. or something or other or let's go here. Or what are mm-hmm. you going to do and what's for lunch? So I highly I highly recommend hotel lobbies. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's the other thing, too, is is you're creating parameters to protect that time. You know, one one thing that a lot of creatives go and say, oh, I'll work on that when I get a little bit of extra time. Oh, I'll wait till the weekends to work on that because, oh, on the weekends I'll find time to the, and then the weekend comes and they got to do their grocery shopping and their laundry and take the kids to the soccer practice. It is the assignment of time and space, which is what defines the professional versus the amateur. When you look at a pro's calendar, there is time blocked off where I am going to create here. I am going to create that. And then as they get more money and more ability and more opportunity to do other things, they start creating physical spaces. They go, oh, I'm going to build this office onto my house so I have a separate place I can go to. I have a separate room. I have a separate machine. I have a separate this. I have a separate that. That's only after you have taught yourself how to assign that space. What pro- people end up doing, what most people do, is they buy the computer, they build the office, right. they do the thing, they do the, that, and they don't master the technique of blocking off the time and, and assigning and, it. You know,
0: the other thing is, is, um, like one of my friends um, is a very successful novelist, um, uh, Bruce Cameron, and he's written mm-hmm. all Dogs' Purpose, A Dog's yep. Way Home, A Dog's Journey, A Dog Poops, whatever yeah. it is. It's just like <laughs> there'll be thousands. sixty more before we're done. Yeah, they're yeah. all made into movies, mm-hmm. and and even before that, he had um, very successful books as well. And um, when he, he it's easy now when he writes for, I guess, you know, he's a successful writer. Mm-hmm. And so his wife and everybody and all friends honor his writing time. Well, mm-hmm. he's Bruce Cameron, very successful novelist. Of course, Bruce is writing. You wouldn't disturb him, yes. right? And I think when, before you have published mm-hmm. or before you're successful, it's easy for people to go, hey, uh, you want to come to the market with me? Yep. Like no one would think to, you know, his wife wouldn't think to ask Bruce to do an errand while he's writing.
1: Exactly. Yep. He's making millions they are sitting there writing. They are
0: protecting So I think it's very hard before you're successful um, to protect that time. So let's give an assignment now. Mm-hmm. And I think that assignment is to um, act as if you're making a million dollars writing a book, yes. okay? This is who you are. When you write, you are a writer. I mean, it's it's like Van Gogh didn't know he was a successful painter. He didn't mm-hmm. make a penny from his, his paintings. He was impoverished, mm-hmm. you know? But why don't you act? So if you, you know, it's the power of your purpose. If your purpose is to finish that screenplay, to finish that book, to write stand up material, to write mm-hmm. a speech, whatever it is, treat it as if that is what you do and yeah. give it as much importance as everything else and let people you live with know that mm-hmm. and honor that. Exactly. But the person who has to honor it is you. And the f- way that you honor it is that you put it into your calendar. Mm-hmm. I like Google Calendar, yep. and you and and you let other people know. I need two hours. And I'm going to write, or you can even start off. I need a half hour. Yeah, because I find out I find it's it's a lot easier to give yourself a half hour, mm-hmm. but give yourself commit to a very specific time mm-hmm. or amount of pages.
1: Now, I'm going to give one little quick tip here because something that I actually did that worked wonders for me when it came to converting a life of whatever came at me, and that's how I react to a calendar-based life, create the space. So let's say uh, I'm going to do next week's calendar, okay? And on Tuesday, I am dedicating a half hour, 45 minutes to writing, and it's going to be from 12 to 12:45. That is my that is the space that I have designated on my calendar. I'm waking up, I'm looking at my calendar first and that is dictating how my day is going. The first couple chunks of space that you get when you get to that when it's Tuesday at 12 and it's time to do it, prep everything that you're supposed to do. Like if you if you're writing, get that computer out, if you're thing whatever, and then sit and do nothing for that entire block. Sounds weird. Yeah. Sit that sounds and, like
0: really horrible. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the, it, it was one of the most painful things I've ever done in my entire life is to just sit in that empty space and wait it out. Three things happen in your brain. If you do this more than once, it took me like three times. Suddenly you realize how much time 45 minutes or 30 minutes actually is. Number two, you are training your brain that in this moment, you are in control. Doesn't matter if the phone rings, doesn't matter if the house is on fire. Your brain is in control. We sit here, we do nothing. Third, it's going to build up anxiety and anticipation. So when that next forty-five minute block is ready, you're at that starting line, ready to go. You are like, "All right, I've sat and done nothing two Tuesdays in a row for forty-five minutes. This third Tuesday is when it goes. All right, I'm at the starting line, and boom, you explode. Now, did you one. really do that? Yes, I really did. This you was, really did. This that. was a technique I learned uh, from a business associate of mine um, who uh, he's a he teaches meditation and meditation techniques and. When I always, I never, you know, and then because my complaint was, well, I set across the time and then by the time I sit down and do it, I just feel so overwhelmed and so tired from the day and I'm angry and anxious and there's too many other thoughts and responsibilities going on in my head and I can't get focused and I've given myself two hours and an hour and 45 minutes of it. I spend grumbling and going, oh, if so-and-so and then I only write for 15 minutes and I've wasted all that time. And he recommended that technique of sitting in nothing. For that oh, amount geez. of time, and yes, it was really hard to do. To this day, from that day, when there is something in the calendar, it happens.
0: Period. Wow. Well, set that time, do it, or take try Jason's. I don't think I could do that, but <laughs> but good for you. Yep. <laughs> and and thirdly, the very last thing, mm-hmm. try writing something that's total sh. Oh, write something because I think the hardest thing about writing is accepting that when you write, the first draft is going to be crap, mm-hmm. and let let it be like intentionally write something that's really bad, mm-hmm. and I and I gave that to my students the message of you, and the interesting thing, finally people brought things in, mm-hmm. and I just was so happy about it because i told them write something really crappy oh but but there were so many good ideas in it yeah and at least it's something and then it gave me a way to help them make it even better yeah If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.